that's a growler. Welcome to Beauty and the Beastly Minute, the podcast where we break down and analyze and scrutinize Beauty and the Beast, one egg-gulping minute at a time. I'm Bobby. And I'm Janae. And we are your hosts. And our episode today is going to be talking about Minute 28, which starts with Gaston singing large and ends with, ooh, I was going to call him Old Skinny One Tooth, but his name is Dick, I believe. I think we should call him Snaggletooth. Snaggletooth? I mean, that's that's what keeps coming to my head. That's what I'm going to call him. You can call him whatever okay. you want. <laughs> it ends with Snaggletooth sneaking up behind Maurice. So, um, LeFou, LeFou, he's so funny. So, um, Gaston eats, like, a gazillion eggs right after he juggles them at the beginning of this minute, right? Yeah, I was always, I was wondering, like, is... I mean, I guess as a kid, he was talking about dozens, and I was like, that doesn't look like dozens, but it might be. <sighs> but it's definitely not. Well, I mean, even if he's not eating dozens at this moment, he does say he usually eats them in the morning. It's definitely not yeah. morning. So maybe this is just a little extra oomph. But then if we look at if we look at LeFou, he's got, I think, like six eggs in the air at one point, and then like four or five in one hand, and then at least six in the other hand. So maybe he did eat he... dozens right then. Well... LeFou, I counted how many eggs he had. <laughs> I had to catch it as they were like, I had to freeze frame it because I couldn't see if in his hands how many. So I had to like catch them with them in the air. There were 16 eggs that LeFou had. I didn't wow. count how many Gaston had because he throws them up in three bunches and then they all come splat down on his face. And I was thinking... There's no way that's as many eggs as he tossed in the air, but it probably was. It just happened so fast, I couldn't catch it all, but... Well, and he throws them, and some of them are going to go above them, but the way he threw them, some of them will go out to the sides. That's a good point. So there's probably a smaller number that actually came down and hit him in the face. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he thought that was going to work. He had his tongue sticking out and this goofy grin like, huh, this is a good idea. And it wasn't. Well, I think I think this was just one of his, like, hey, I'm being a jokester, goofy guy. I got to play myself oh. down again. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, also, Gaston ate the shells. Yes. He didn't even chew anything. He gulped full, complete eggs with shells down his throat. That's weird. So how well does eggshell digest is the question. I don't know, but it can't be that good for you, I feel like. Well, I tried to look it up. And as far as I can tell from a quick Google search, nobody's like done any studies or anything. The only thing I could find was that like if you put eggshell and I think it was like vinegar, it'll disintegrate. Hmm. But vinegar is more acidic than stomach acid, I think. Hmm. So people were like, well, you're not really sure. And, and then I found that like if you grind up like eggshell powder, then like half an eggshell a day is like a good amount of calcium. You can, like, eat that and it's good for your calcium or something. Really? So the eggshells themselves aren't bad. The fact that there are so many of them and that they are intact <laughs> and that you might not be able to digest them in that form, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah. And then the eggs themselves, like the egg yeah. insides. 
Okay, so he's a bodybuilder, right? I feel like he has to be a bodybuilder because otherwise this doesn't make any sense. Did they have those back then? I don't know. Probably not. But, I mean, he... He's a strong guy. Okay, so the size of his muscles are huge. Yes. And the fact that he eats so much protein, I mean, it just makes sense that he would be a bodybuilder. But, okay, so I looked this up about bodybuilders. From what I read online, I think it was like bodybuilders.com or something. Um, Bodybuilders generally eat their weight in protein. So, like, if you weigh... every day? Yeah. So if you have, if you weigh 200 pounds, you'd eat 200 grams of protein. (laughs) That (laughs) makes 200 pounds of protein. 200 grams. So an egg has about six grams of protein in it, which is a decent amount of protein. It's probably one of the higher um, food sources for protein. Yeah. So, if he eats his weight in protein and he eats five dozen eggs each day, that is 360 grams of protein, which means he would weigh 360 grams. I mean, pounds, sorry. He would weigh Mm -hmm. 360 pounds. Plus, that is literally only what he eats for breakfast. That's not accounting for any other meals in the day. Mm. So, he obviously. Maybe that's his only meal of the day, though. So, he weighs, he's got to weigh more. Than 300, anyway. Well, he might just not be fully using the protein. I'm sure like he's not. There's, n- I, yeah. I don't know if your body could process that much protein. Well, because most of the things online were saying that most bodybuilders, it's recommended to eat like four to six egg whites and maybe two full eggs a day. Right. And most of the... And if he's eating all the yolks, the yolks have a lot of the fat in them. That's where all the fat is. So... If he's eating the whole eggs, that's not good amount of fat for someone who's a bodybuilder. Yeah, that's the thing I looked up. I was like, okay, five dozen eggs uh, calculated is 11,220 milligrams of cholesterol. Because oh cholesterol gosh. is why you don't want to eat eggs for protein <gasps> all the time. That is roughly 37 and a half times your daily recommended intake. 37, no. oh my gosh. Now, Ooh. assuming he's a big, strong guy and he works out and stuff, so maybe instead of a 2,000-calorie diet, let's say he has a 4,000-calorie diet, which I don't feel like that's way out of the realm of possibility. That's still like 20 times the amount of cholesterol he should be taking in. Right. So he's probably going to have a heart attack pretty young. <laughs> Poor guy. Which it doesn't matter because he ends up falling off a cliff at the end. Spoilers! Spoilers! What? You gotta say before, Janae. You gotta say before. <gasps> Spoilers! Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I was just speaking. Spoilers, everyone. <laughs> uh, you, you should make that the title of this one. Spoilers! <laughs> we spoil uh, it for you. Gaston dies in the end. <laughs> Oh my goodness. (laughs) Also, so that's pretty much what I know about bodybuilding. The end. That's probably about more than I know. He should have eaten. Also, I think bodybuilders are supposed to eat like more things than just protein, though. They're supposed to eat really clean and they're supposed to eat like certain amounts of like carbs and certain amounts of vegetables and things. Anyway, just saying. Yeah, I'm I'm going to give him a pass on the rest of his diet because I'm assuming he's so popular and, you know, whether he owns the tavern or is just bumming his way 
into whatever he wants at the tavern. Um, like we talked about yesterday, he probably has unlimited, you know, food of whatever he wants. So mm, maybe he's scarfing yeah. down spinach salads on the side <laughs> and just has eggs for breakfast because those are quick and easy to get out in the field and hunt down some bald eagles and I feel like rabbits. he wouldn't be the kind of guy who ate spinach and stuff, though. I feel like he would say, spinach, that's rabbit food. I need meat. <laughs> right? Have you seen that? Have you seen that video that is, oh, what's the name of the guy on The Office who has the glasses that nobody likes? You mean Dwight that everybody loves? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I haven't really watched the show very much. So Dwight, he has the funniest clips from the show that I love. I can relate yes. to him so much sometimes. Beauty and the Office Minute. There's this one where he's like, every time somebody's trying to make him eat healthy, he's just like, that's not meat though. I can't eat that. That's not meat. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Uh, that's, I feel like, Gaston. So speaking of Gaston's death, um, <laughs> in second 12... He starts, like, twirling the gun, you know, this big old blunderbuss around on his trigger finger. Mm-hmm. And first off, again, you don't point loaded guns at people. He's mm-hmm. spinning it around, and it's, you know, it keeps... Do blunderbusters have safeties? <laughs> Do blunderbusters. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a clip. <laughs> Isn't that what they're called? So, as far as I know, a blunderbuss does not have a safety oh, because... Wait. wait, what's it called? Blunderbuss. Oh, it's not... <laughs> Not a blunderbuster. <laughs> My bad. Just kidding. So, Continue. Yeah. As far as I know, they do not have safeties because, I don't know, maybe they just didn't think of that back then. But they might have. I think I did actually research when we first started looking at that, that they had like uh, like safeties like on crossbows and stuff back in the day. So maybe there's a safety. But even then, twirling it around where your finger is, like the pressure points are on the trigger guard and the trigger itself as it spins around on your finger and it's pointing at your henchman over and over again as it spins is not a good idea. Like, not a good idea at all. So, uh-huh. if yeah, that didn't set it off, then spinning it would probably throw out the charge that he had in there because <laughs> we see that he fires it. So, it probably would have thrown everything out when he's spinning it and twirling it around. I don't think there's a safety. And then he shoots it three times, which... It Isn't there like the four holes in the cask thing when they... I believe there are actually three holes in the oh, cask that three. he shoots. But you can't shoot that gun more than once without reloading it. <laughs> so Uh oh. Continuity problems. The media is always hating on guns and they don't understand how they work. Jeez, Disney, get it right. <laughs> Um, why are those four by, why do those four bar guys have such sinister looking eyebrows? Well, I think we're seeing as the movie progresses, we keep seeing the same, some of the same characters anyway, um, Snaggletooth and TJ Detweiler, (laughs) they keep popping up and I think they are trying to make their faces look a little more menacing and sinister because of the role they're going to be playing, which they actually start playing a little bit in this minute. Mm. For the rest of the movie. Gotcha. Um, also, someone's off key there. I think they did it on purpose, but that's always bothered me. Do you? Can mm. you hear that when you listen to it? Let me see. Or maybe it's like not off key, but it sounds off key. Hmm. Can you hear it? It's just at that very one part. I think I hear what you're saying. Um, it's and probably sure not off key. Purpose. Well, I'm sure they did it on purpose. But yeah, I think I think that's just like a uh, it's just grading dissonance thing. <laughs> 
I don't like it. <laughs> I see why they did it, though. You get a really great shot of uh, his trophy wall here. Mm. So This tavern has tons of eggs. When they're standing there and he's, like, twirling his gun around, there is a bowl of more eggs sitting right behind them on the counter. Well, those are probably the eggs he was just eating. Well, but no, if he was he just eating those. them, they'd be gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you eat. They go mm-hmm. somewhere else. Maybe they wanted to make it seem like it made sense why there were eggs available. So they just had them everywhere. Yeah. Instead of peanuts. Instead of peanuts at the bar, they give you eggs. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. But I think I have heard of like people using eggs in hangover remedies, possibly. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've seen that on a movie or something. Ooh, here in second 22nd. <laughs> here in second 22, <laughs> we get a, a view of the right side of the trophy wall that we didn't get um, as of yet. And it looks like there might be a turkey and a wolf. That we didn't haven't seen yet. Ooh. So our wolves are coming coming back in. Um, about that wall full of decoration and antlers and stuff. I have a funny story. Okay, so I went camping this past weekend with my family, and I rode up to the Kaimichi Wilderness up in Oklahoma with my uncle Mike, and we went through Antlers, Oklahoma, to get there, and I was wearing my sunglasses, not my regular glasses, so I didn't have my prescription. And my eyesight is, you know, not the best. So, and I have a little dyslexia too. So I think both of those things contributed to this funny thing. But we were driving through and the sign said, well, okay, what I thought the sign said was Antlers, Oklahoma, the beer capital of the world. And I was like, <laughs> the beer capital of the world? And I said it to my uncle and he was like, uh, no, that's not what it says. It says the deer capital of the world. And I looked again. And I was like, oh, yep, you are totally right. <laughs> and that makes so much more sense because it's called antlers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But in this minute, we have antlers and deer and, and beer. beer. <laughs> So, Which is an apparently a form of ale, or ale's a form of beer. And something like that. So, yeah, I was like, I should tell that story. Because it's story totally to applicable. And then you I found $20. <laughs> 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 you should save it for parties. Man, that's a sign that it was a bad story. <laughs> uh, that's why bad stories, when I tell bad stories, I always add that at the end. And then I found $20. Because it gives a point to the story, even though the story... May not have gone so well. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, on that note. <laughs> I love how uh, how Gaston goes over to his chair and just like kind of reclines and does his pointed toe. I know. Like I don't even know what you'd call that, but uh, it's a little flamboyant moment. Yeah, it's this weird little prancy pose thing. <laughs> like I say, they were very influenced by ballet. Indeed. So there's a lot of beer splashing in the second half of this minute. And uh, we see some more characters that we've seen in, around the town. They're all hanging out there in the tavern. And uh, what was my next thing? Do you have anything? Um. Well, the last thing I had was so Maurice comes in at the end of this minute and is trying to convince everyone that Bell's locked up. And the thing that stuck out to me was that Maurice tells Gaston that he has her locked in a dungeon. Yes. And I was like, 
See, even Maurice thought he was in the dungeon. No, no, I think he was actually in the dungeon. No, no, we no. Were, we were confused about that. No, and then, he was not in a dungeon. How could she no, look out the window? She wasn't where he was. That's, I think, the Except, conclusion we came to, if I remember correctly. No, well, we came to the conclusion that she was looking out of a window that was a higher level up, but. That doesn't mean that he was necessarily in a dungeon because she's like on the second level and she still goes upstairs to find him. Oh yeah. And then she mm. and then we decided she went up more stairs possibly to the, tower. to the tower. Yeah, because the ceiling in the dungeon or whatever that he was in is too is wide. It's too it's too wide to be a tower, but yeah. she was in a room small enough that could be a tower. Yes. When she was looking out the window. So there's something weird going on there. But yeah, I, I noticed know. that too. Anyway. But but he thinks she's locked in the dungeons and not yes. in the tower. Yes. Because it might as well be the dungeons because it was basically a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That's pretty much all I've got for today. Okay. Well, I've got a few more, but we'll hit him real quick. Okay. We'll try to we'll try to wrap this up. Not that we don't love talking to y'all and being here with you every day on Beauty and the Beastly Minute. But uh We don't want you to get tired of us. Yeah, don't get bored of us. Okay, my next note is at second 37, which is like right when Maurice busts in the door. You've got this barmaid that's pouring a pitcher of ale. And oh yeah, she like freaks out and the guy she's pouring it to freaks out. And the still shot that I got is like when he's whipping around to see what's happening. And like they made his pupils, like he has six pupils like going in a line <laughs> to, I guess, show movement. <laughs> but it just looks really goofy how uh, how I've got the, the frame frozen. Uh-huh. So that's kind of funny, but she's a barmaid. We've seen her around during the song, but she's not dressed as the Bimbets. We decided they work there and they're barmaids, but uh-huh. she's dressed completely different. She's not one of them. So who is this lady? Is she like like the head barmaid and then she hired the other ones to, to do stuff? I don't know. She's definitely older mm. looking and she's dressed differently. So I thought that was interesting. Who is she? Maybe... Maybe she belongs to the family that owns the tavern. <gasps> it's LeFou's mom. She doesn't look old enough to be his mom, nah, though. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Maybe, maybe a sister? Maybe a sister or a cousin. But she's definitely taller than him. Well. Anyway. That's possible still. Especially if she's a cousin. LeFou has dark hair, doesn't he? Where is he in this picture? That doesn't matter. I have dark hair and I have cousins that have blonde hair. I guess that's true. So we also see... As everybody's freaking out that Maurice is coming in and yelling, we've got the bartender, and he looks like a pretty nice guy, and he's the one that says, Maurice? And uh, lets everybody know who it is that's come in the tavern. And he looks like he's actually kind of genuinely concerned that Maurice looks so bad and has just, like, come running into the tavern yelling. So I kind of like this guy. He just gives off a good vibe. Which one is like, he? He's he's the bartender. He's pouring wine Oh, the wine bartender, yeah. Um, so he looks like a wholesome dude. You don't get much of him, but for some reason, I just get a really good vibe from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we see on the casks, this is finally when we see that they are, in fact, most of them drinking ale. as opposed. If to you beer, didn't know already. If you didn't know already. <laughs> this is where we get our evidence. Indeed. And Maurice just looks really bad. I mean, he's only been gone, was it probably like two days at this point? Because mm-hmm. he got lost. Well, it's got to be more than two days because he was gone for maybe a day and a half before... Th- Philippe got back and then she had to travel all the way out there. So that's at least another 
half to full day. So that's two and a half. Plus there's him traveling back. So it's been maybe like three days, three or yeah, four days. Yeah, I feel like this is like the third day. So we started on day one. We're now on day three where he's been to the castle, locked up. Bill came, switched places, and he got sent back. And so this is like the end of day three, maybe. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he hasn't eaten anything probably for a few days. He's looking pretty bad. He's got huge bags under his eyes. Yeah, he just does not look like he's been having a good day, which he hasn't. His daughter <laughs> just got imprisoned by a beast and a giant. I was going to say, that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> he's not having a very good day. No, he's not. Um, and everybody's pretty drunk by the time he comes in and says that a beast has Belle. So I kind of had to factor that in to their reactions when they all mm. just start laughing at him. And you feel so bad for the guy. But then you realize, okay, they haven't seen what he's seen. They're probably all pretty drunk. They were just dancing and singing and throwing beer around like crazy. So, yeah, that's what you can expect. They're going to laugh at him. They already think he's crazy because he's the crazy guy that lives in the house and builds stuff and blows up his house every once in a while. (laughs) So I I have a little more sympathy for their reaction to him, even though it still kind of hurts a little bit. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. I think besides... Some of their reactions. I mean, there's some good reactions in here to what he's saying. So if you really like looking at the the animation, just go back and go through it slowly. And you'll see some nice facial expressions. But that's all I have for this minute. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. We have loved having you here today and talking about Minute 28 of Beauty and the Beast. We will be back with another episode tomorrow, Minute 29. And I believe, do we have a guest tomorrow, Bobby? Yes, I believe we should. I don't want to say anything because I'm not positive, but we should have someone here with us tomorrow. So that will be fun. Or, you know, if not tomorrow, we'll get them with us soon. So anyway, um, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Facebook at Beastly Minute is our page. You can also talk to us and chat with us and share your theories and ideas about the movie and the minutes that we're talking about on our listeners page, which is called Beauty and the Beastly Minute. The la- What is it? Beauty and the Beastly Minute Listeners Library. Beauty and the Beastly Minute Listeners Library. And we're excited to have that going and to get to know you guys better and hear your thoughts and ideas. So if you would like to get a hold of me, you can email me at, you can email me at janae.hyatt at gmail.com. And that's J-A-N-A-Y dot H-I-A-T-T. How can people get a hold of you, Bobby? If you want to get a hold of me, one of the best ways to do it is by going to our Facebook page or the listeners group. I'm in there all the time, so be sure to to leave a comment there and I'll probably respond to you. Or you can go to growlermedia.com and I have my email address there. You can send me an email to get a hold of me for whatever you need to get a hold of me for. (laughs) So please do. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it for today. We hope you have a great day. Day. Be sure to come back tomorrow because he's got her. He's got her locked in the dungeon. Our theme music is by Duo Hansen. Something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.